Hello, welcome to another edition of the Be Bullish podcast with Alex Ely. I am CIO of the U.S. Growth Equity Team here at Macquarie to talk about what news that matters and what news really doesn't matter when it comes to investing in the markets. Well, here we are, the market's correcting. I've said before, um, I, I never know when the market's going to correct. I don't try to try to predict when it'll correct. It can happen at any time and it can be painful. Uh, names go down, funds go down. Lord knows the fund that I'm running is, has gone down over the last uh, few weeks. Um, so why are we undeterred? Why, why are we not worried about what we're seeing? Well, what's happening in the market is, is a significant rotation, very similar to what we saw in 08 and 09. Uh, to go harken back to those times, in 08, uh, the market was under severe duress. And what you wanted to own were the most conservative investments that you possibly could. But then when we went into 09, the government backstopped the banks. We got through the worst part of the recession. And suddenly, instead of wanting to own the most conservative names, you wanted to own the most beaten up, almost bankrupt companies that you could, because that's where the market was shifting at that time. What we're experiencing today is somewhat similar. We saw growth have a terrific year last year. It continued to do well into this year, but over the last really two months, we've seen a significant correction of growth relative to value. In fact, it's an historic rotation to those value names that's very rarely seen. Um, again, this does not deter us. And the reason that it doesn't is that the long-term prospects for growth companies uh, always uh, do better versus value. And they do because of the secular growth characteristics that they have versus the lack of organic growth that we would see value names happening. So that's what we're experiencing. We see a lot of the digitalization companies do poorly this year, while on the value side, we're seeing lots of companies in energy and industrials and materials do well. We don't begrudge it. Um, values underperformed, as I mentioned, for, for well over a decade. And uh, it's actually, we think, a positive sign for the markets that things are broadening out, particularly that financial institutions are doing well. That's typically a very positive sign for the markets going forward. But regardless, this kind of vicious rotation makes people nervous, makes people want to take money off the table. And go ahead if you want to trade. But if you're a long-term investor, this is a terrific opportunity, we believe, to get involved with growth companies and get involved with the markets as things come in based on these just general uh, macro transitions that we're having as we move towards a reopening. Okay, so what are the things that are making people concerned as we reopen? One of them is inflation. We're hearing it, hearing it again and again, people worried about inflation in the system. In fact, today we saw the CPI number come out at 0.8%. That was versus the expected level of inflation of 0.2% month on month. And oh my goodness, everyone's freaking out and selling. We've run into inflation. This is going to be a horrible time. It's going to be similar to the 70s or hyperinflation in other areas. Um, we see this inflation as transitory. Most of the inflation is in things like cars or roofing or windows or doors Boats and RVs are sold out. We, we've just seen a, a real change in the economy and certain things uh, are out of supply or there's just not enough capacity out there uh, to give people what they want. Why do we think that it's transitory? It's because typically companies and the system are able to ramp up and provide more inventories. Let me give you a quick example. A third of the increase in the CPI this month 
was due solely to used car prices, just used car prices, which were up 10% year on year in the most recent month. Now, do I, do I see that? Yes. If you go to buy a car right now, you can't buy one for under sticker price. And in many cases, you have to pay above sticker price in order to buy the car. And as a result, we've seen used car prices pick up significantly. If you think this is going to continue at a 10% rate month after month after month, then you're thinking that used car prices will double in the next seven months. And that's just not going to happen. We'll create more cars, we'll create more supply. And I look at this very similarly, the, the way I look at companies in that if you have a lot of demand, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, eventually the companies will adjust to be, be able to provide more supply. What's bad is when there's too much supply out there and not enough demand. So while some people look at this negatively, we don't. And that's been a big uh, propellant of the growth correction that we've gone through. Again, I can't pick, uh, predict corrections. I know they will happen, but I don't worry about them because I see many major disruptions running through the economy that will continue because they're providing better, cheaper, faster ways of doing things. Whether it's all of our banking and currency or all of our content, all of our medicine, all of our healthcare, um, all of our food, we're seeing dramatic shifts or foundational change uh, to better ways of doing things. And we'll see a long secular shift towards these new ways of doing things because of the efficiencies they provide and, and because of the productivity gains uh, that are garnered. Another economic report that got people worried was the labor report. Only 256,000 jobs were created. This was versus the million that economists were expecting in the April jobs report. So it was a lot less. What I would highlight here are, are a couple things. First off, um, reopenings are very clunky. It's very difficult to shut down an economy and in many cases completely shut down certain businesses like restaurants and cruise lines and airlines and theme parks and things like that and then restart it altogether. It's not an easy process to do. It takes time. And why am I so confident that it'll happen? It's because job postings are currently at all-time highs, all-time highs. I, so there's plenty of jobs available and people will take them. It may take a while for people to calm down about uh, the pandemic and get used to rejoining society, but we believe they will. And we believe we're in front of generational, uh, generationally strong economic growth. That's right, we are nine to 10 months into a new economic cycle. And the last few economic cycles have lasted eight to nine years on average, eight to nine years. Okay, on to the news that we think really affects things, the vaccinations. I've been saying it again and again on this podcast, vaccinations are going really well. I'm proud to say here in the state of Connecticut that 75% of all adults have already been vaccinated. 45% of the entire population of the state has already been vaccinated. And today we saw the CDC approve Pfizer's vaccine for adolescents or people between the age of 12 and 15. So we expect the vaccination rate for the entire population to be over 50% soon. And not just here in Connecticut, but in many states across the country. And that will lead to a reopening because we're going to see deaths and cases fall to the floor if the scientific evidence is correct in respect to what vaccinations should do. That herd immunity will make it such that the, the virus has nowhere else to live and therefore 
um, we come into a reopening and into a better economy. So um, we remain very constructive. We think this is uh, going to be an excellent economy going forward for the rest of the year. We think growth companies, while, while down, have terrific long-term prospects. Uh, and while it's been painful as of late, uh, we think we're in a great position going forward. Okay, so I'm sure the question on many people's minds are, when is this person actually going to be bearish? What would make them bearish on the markets? Here I am with a podcast called Be Bullish. We're directional, and it's on purpose. We think a lot of people come out there with really wishy-washy um, sort of predictions, things like cautiously optimistic, where they're cautious. So if they if the market goes down, they can say they were cautious, and they're optimistic, so they can say they were optimistic if the market goes up. We're not. We're bullish because of the great disruptions that we see in front of us and the great value creation that can happen by those disruptions playing out. But what would, would worry me? What would worry me is really seeing rates go up dramatically. And I'm not talking about 60 basis points to the 1.65% on the 10-year that we're experiencing today. I'm talking about rates in the high single digits, low single digits. Well, when would that happen and why would that happen? Well, it can come from the fact that we've had a huge amount of debt creation across this country and around the world. Lots and lots and lots of debt have been created, which is fine as long as the economy is doing well and as long as things can be contained and as long as rates are relatively low. But if rates increase, that means the cost of funding that debt gets more and more expensive. Right now, our, our debt, our national debt in the United States is about 129% of GDP, which isn't so bad, but it does take about 15% of our tax receipts to fund this national debt, um, which is actually lower than other countries. But regardless, that, that's the level that we're at today. If it were to keep getting higher and higher and higher, eventually you'll see rates go up. And if they do, that makes funding our, our national debt that much more uh, when and if that happens. One area that we see that we're, we're particularly concerned about is Japan. Japan's debt to GDP is currently 270%. That's right, 270%. Well, how come they haven't blown up yet? It's because their yields are at zero or negative. So for them, the cost of servicing the debt isn't so bad. And so while there's a lot of debt out there, they're not too worried for now. But if yields were to only go up to 2%, in Japan, you would it would then at that point take 50% of all tax receipts to fund their national debt. And of course, that would be a snowballing problem that would be, get bigger and bigger. And eventually, you will see the devaluation of a currency like the yen um, or other developed countries. And that's the kind of thing that could create panic in the markets and make rates go up. And in that environment, we see the government trying to come to the rescue again. And if they keep doing what they've been doing and spending trillions and trillions of dollars, every time there's, there's an issue, eventually they're gonna spend trillions of dollars and no one's gonna care and the economy will get worse. When do we see this happening? Probably in the 30s. Why, why in the 30s? There's a couple of reasons why. Um, the, the only times you really haven't wanted to be in the equity markets for long-term investing have been the 30s the 70s, and in the early 2000s. Do you see the pattern here? It's really once a generation that we're experiencing. And as we get into the 30s, we're gonna see a ramping up of costs for the government. And really it'll come from entitlements. Um, and why? It's because the baby boomers are gonna be getting older. And as they get older and they get to the age where 
they're in their late 70s, early 80s, um, you're going to see a dramatic increase in the healthcare spend in this country uh, because people will be uh, near death. Um, I'm not sure that if, if you knew this, but 90% um, of your healthcare spend is done in the last six months of your life. So as that huge portion of the population uh, gets older, there's going to be a huge increase in the entitlements, whether it be on Medicare or on Social Security. And that will cause continued uh, spending and deficit problems for the US and also a slowdown of the overall economy as the population shrinks, um, if that's the case at that time. So we see something happening maybe 10 years out. Uh, we don't see it happening right now. Uh, we, we kind of look at it like bet it's betting on the sun blowing up. It, it's going to happen eventually, but it's so far off, you don't need to worry. In the meantime, um, we stay bullish. We think that the market's in a good position. We think we're early in the economic cycle. As I mentioned before, we see terrific disruptions ahead. Okay, that's it for our show. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us or you have anything you want us to comment on, uh, please email in to mampodcasts at macquarie.com. That's M-A-M podcasts at macquarie.com. Thank you for listening in and have a great day. This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, an advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or a solicitation to engage in any investment activity or an offer of any banking or financial service. Throughout this presentation, various securities and companies are referenced. Examples given are for illustrative purposes only and were not chosen based on performance. This is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objectives will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, you should consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation and needs, and seek advice. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made as to the accuracy or completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and the completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the marketing name for the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Investment products and advisory services are distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors LP, a registered broker-dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services are provided by a series of Macquarie Investment Management Business Trusts. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, none of the entities noted in this podcast are authorized deposit-taking institutions for the purposes of the Banking Act of 1959 from the Commonwealth of Australia. The obligations of these entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank Limited. Macquarie Bank Limited does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these entities unless noted otherwise.